Chapter Two of the Pot Hunters by P. G. Woodhouse. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Pot Hunters by P. G. Woodhouse. Thieves break in and steal. It was always the custom for such Austinians as went up to represent the school at the annual competition to stop the night in the town it was not therefore till just before breakfast on the following day that tony arrived back at his house the boarding-houses at st austin's formed a fringe to the school grounds the two largest were the schoolhouse and merivale's tony was at merivale's he was walking up from the station with welch another member of merivale's who had been up to aldershot as a fencer when at the entrance to the school grounds he fell in with robinson his fag robinson was supposed by many including himself to be a very warm man for the junior quarter which was a handicap race especially as an injudicious sports committee had given him ten yards start on simpson who he would have backed himself to beat even if the positions had been reversed being a wise youth however and knowing that the best of runners may fail through undertraining he had for the last week or so been going in for a steady course of overtraining getting up in the small hours and going for before-breakfast spins round the track on a glass of milk and a piece of bread master r robinson was nothing if not thorough in matters of this kind but to-day things of greater moment than the sports occupied his mind he had news he had great news he was bursting with news and he hailed the approach of tony and welch with pleasure with any other leading light of the school he might have felt less at ease but with tony it was different when you have underdone a fellow's eggs and overdone his toast and eaten the remainder for a term or two you begin to feel that mere social distinctions and differences of age no longer form a barrier besides he had news which was absolutely fresh news to which no one could say pityingly what have you only just heard that hello graham he said have you come back tony admitted that he had jolly good for getting the middles a telegram had of course preceded tony i say graham do you know what's happened there'll be an awful row about it someone's been and broken into the path rot how do you know there's a pane taken clean out i booked it in a second as i was going past to the track which room first fifteen the window facing away from the houses that's rum said welch wonder what a burglar wanted in the first room isn't even a hairbrush there generally robinson's eyes dilated with honest pride this was good this was better than he had looked for not only were they unaware of the burglary but they had not even an idea as to the recent event which had made the first room so fit a hunting-ground for the burgling industry there are few pleasures keener than the pleasure of telling somebody something he didn't know before great scott he remarked haven't you heard no of course you went up to aldershot before they did it by jove did what why they shunted all the sports prizes from the boardroom to the path and shot him into the first room i don't suppose there's one left now i should like to see the old man's face when he hears about it good mind to go and tell him now only he'd have a fit jolly exciting though isn't it well said tony of all the absolutely idiotic things to do fancy pudding there must have been at least fifty pounds worth of silver and things fancy going leaving all that overnight in the path rotten agreed welch wonder whose idea it was look here robinson said tony you'd better buck up and change or you'll be late for brecker come on welch we'll go and inspect the scene of battle robinson trotted off and welch and tony made their way to the pavilion 
there sure enough was the window or rather the absence of window a pane had been neatly removed evidently in the orthodox way by means of a diamond may as well climb up and see if there's anything to be seen said welch all right said tony give us a leg up right oh by jove i'm stiff see anything no there's a cloth sort of thing covering what i suppose are the prizes i see how the chap whoever he was got in you've only got to break the window draw a couple of bolts and there you are shall i go in and investigate better not it's rather the thing i fancy in these sort of cases to leave everything just as it is rum business said tony as he rejoined welsh on terra firma wonder if they'll catch the chap we'd better be getting back to the house now it struck the quarter years ago when tony some twenty minutes later shook off the admiring crowd who wanted a full description of yesterday's proceedings and reached his study he found there james thompson brother to alan thompson as the playbills say jim was looking worried tony had noticed it during breakfast and had wondered at the cause he was soon enlightened hello jim said he what's up with you this morning feeling chippy no no i'm all right i'm in a beastly hole though i wanted to talk to you about it weigh in then we've got plenty of time before school it's about this aldershot business how on earth did you manage to lick alan like that i thought he was a cert yes so did i the old thing there as dawkins would say was i knocked him out it's the sort of thing that's always happening i wasn't in it at all except during the second round when i gave him beans rather in one of those corners my aunt it was warm while it lasted first round i didn't hit him once he was better than i thought he'd be and i knew from experience he was pretty good yes you look a bit bashed yes feel it too but what's the row with you just this i had a couple of quid on alan and the rotter goes and gets licked good lord whom did you bet with with alan himself mean to say alan was crock enough to bet against himself he must have known he was miles better than anyone else he's got three medals there already no you see his bet with me was only a hedge he'd got five to four or something and quids on with a chap in his house at rugby on himself he wanted a hedge because he wasn't sure about his ankle being all right you know he hurt it so i gave him four to one and half sovereigns i thought he was a cert with apologies to you don't mention it so he was a cert it was only the merest fluke i managed to out him when i did if he'd hung on to the end he'd have one easy he'd been scoring points all through i know so the sportsman says just like my luck i can't see why you want to bet at all for you're bound to come a mucker sooner or later can't you raise the two quid i'm broke except for half a crown i'd lend it to you like a shot if i had it of course but you don't find me with two quid to my name at the end of term won't alan wait he would if it was only him but this other chap wants his oof badly for something and he's leaving and going abroad or something at the end of term anyhow i know he's keen on getting it alan told me tony pondered for a moment look here he said at last can't you ask your pater usually heaves his money about pretty readily doesn't he well you see he wouldn't send me two quid off the reel without wanting to know all about it and why i couldn't get on to the holidays with five bob and i'd either have to fake up a lot of lies which i'm not going to do of course not or else i must tell him i've been betting well he bets himself doesn't he that's where the whole business slips up replied jim prodding the table with a pen in a misanthropic manner betting is the one thing he's absolutely down on 
he got down rather badly once a few years ago believe he better than orm that year he got poisoned anyhow he's always sworn to lynch us if we made fools of ourselves that way so if i asked him i'd not only get beans myself besides besides not getting any money out of him but alan would get scalped too which he wouldn't see at all yes it's no good doing that haven't you any other source of revenue yes there's just one chance if that doesn't come off i'm done my pater said he'd give me a quid for every race i won at the sports i got the half yesterday all right when you were up at aldershot good man i didn't hear about that what time anything good nothing special two seven and three fifths that's awfully good you ought to pull off the mile too i should think yes with luck drake's the man i'm afraid of he's done it in four forty eight twice during training he was second in the half yesterday by about three yards but you can't tell anything from that he sprinted too late what's your best for the mile i have done four forty seven but only once four forty eight's my average so there's nothing to choose between us on paper well you've got more to make your buck up than he has there must be something in that yes by jove i'll win if i expire on the tape i shan't spare myself with that quid on the horizon no hello there's the bell we must buck up going to charter a scourge to-night yes but i shan't eat anything no risk for me russ are more in your line now come on and in the excitement of these more personal matters tony entirely forgot to impart the news of the pavilion burglary to him End of chapter two